0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. This is another pre-recorded episode, so when you're listening to this, I will be in India doing my yoga teacher training. So yeah, if you want to keep up with me on that, just keep a look out on my TikTok and Instagram. I actually leave tomorrow morning at five o'clock in the morning. So, this will be the last of my pre recorded episodes. I've been trying to record this for so long and I keep having to stop and start it because my brother is the loudest person in the entire world. Does anyone else have this? Like, <laughs> any time I'm trying to film absolutely anything, I feel like my, my family in general are just very noisy. I don't know maybe it's just because I want peace and quiet and it's always when you want that that you don't get it but (laughs) I swear my brother he like has sound effects with everything he does does anyone else know someone like this like everything he does he's like constantly huffing and puffing and like I don't know, there's just a lot of slamming of things. Like, he can't do things quietly. I don't know how to describe... Even when he's, like, eating food, he's like, "Mm, mm," like, making all these noises. And you're like, can you actually shut up for two seconds? Anyway, I thought for this episode, I would talk a little bit about habits and, you know, developing good habits, breaking bad habits, and... Yeah, just get into that, because I read a book about a year and a half ago, I want to say... It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I would highly recommend it to everyone. It's a very, um, how would you say? Like, it's a very practical kind of self-help. Like, it's kind of a self-help book, but it's, yeah, it's a self-help book, I guess. But it's not like a, I feel like when you say self-help book, people automatically assume something that's, you know, a bit spiritual and airy-fairy. But this is like, not like that whatsoever. It's very practical and kind of, putting steps into place of how you can actually implement this in your life so you actually come away from it feeling like you really can make a difference in your day-to-day life I mean at the end of the day everything is kind everything we do is kind of based around habits isn't it you know from the time you wake up at to what you eat or if what time you have your coffee at like everything pretty much you do in a given day Apart from, you know, little random things you have to do here and there. Everything is based around your habits. And we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to live without loads of our habits, you know? Your teeth would be rotting without the habit of brushing your teeth every day. You'd probably lose your job if you didn't have the habit of getting up and out of bed at the time that you do. So everything that we do, whether it's a good or a bad thing, is nine times out of ten due to our habits and what a lot of the time we don't realize is that we actually have the power to change so many of these because what often happens is i'll give you the example of like being a clean or a messy person so if you fall into habits where you are very messy you don't clean up after yourself you don't put your clothes away after you've taken them off You know, just all these different things. You develop all these, we'll call them bad habits. But that starts to become kind of like your identity or like a personality trait, you know? You just think, oh, I'm just a messy person. That's just me. You know, I can't change that. That's just who I am. But that doesn't have to be just who you are. You don't have to take that as your identity. I know it's maybe more effort for some people to develop you know other habits with being clean for some people it might come more naturally but in the same way like people don't wake up and just be an ultramarathon runner you know and okay yeah again for some people that will come more naturally too but like no one just wakes up and just is something you become something because of developing habits in order to do something or to be a certain way And just in the same way an ultramarathon runner develops these habits and constantly trains. You can change your habits to just be a a tidier, cleaner person. Now that's literally just one example, but do you know what I'm saying? Like You're actually in control of a lot of your habits and you don't have to let them become your identity if that's not what you want to be necessarily. So the book is kind of broken down into four main sections the writer kind of is making it very clear that in order to build habits or it kind of works in the same way in reverse for breaking bad habits but yeah so the kind of um idea is that it only takes four steps to change your habits so i thought i would just talk a little bit about that go through kind of each step give you examples and how you can use that in your own life because I know there's a lot of people out there that won't read the book and I just think this information needs to reach everyone. I do actually think I should reread this whole book from start to finish just to kind of give myself a little refresher but I guess talking to you guys will refresh my memory on it. I think it just really resonated with me because I am very much like... I think my mental health and my physical health and just everything is really... I mean, I'm sure that's the same with it to everyone, but it can be really impacted by my habits on a daily basis. If I find myself slipping into old habits, like not old habits, sorry, just like bad habits, it can kind of just have a knock on effect then on absolutely everything else. For example, when my sleep pattern starts to go to shit, everything else goes to shit. And I literally mean everything. So if I don't go to bed early enough and I'm waking up late, then I give too many excuses to not go to the gym because I won't have time in the morning because by the time you're waking up, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock. So then that sets me off on a bad note because working out makes you feel so much better for one and it makes you feel a bit accomplished in the morning for two. And then I always think when you don't get enough sleep and you don't work out, you're appetite is a bit weird like you crave different kinds of foods you end up eating a bit more junk you don't drink as much well I don't drink as much water if I don't work out I find myself a lot more inclined to eat better healthier foods when I'm when I have a good sleeping pattern just all these things go out the window and it all comes back to just having a good sleeping pattern and like developing a good sleeping pattern ultimately does come down to habits i think a lot of the time we leave out our nighttime routine from conversations you know everyone talks about their morning routine and getting up at seven o'clock and doing this doing that eating this going for coffee all this stuff but actually i think going to bed like your nighttime routine is so much more important It's something I really want to work on in terms of developing habits for going to sleep. One of them is that I really want to not look at any screens for an hour before going to bed. I want to get into the habit of reading in bed every night. I also want... So we're also used to like having alarms to wake us up. Where did... I read this. Where did I read this? This actually might have been in Atomic Habits. It could have been a different book. I don't know. But anyway they were saying about how we're also used to having alarms to wake us up but what if we had an alarm at night to tell us right go to bed it's time to go to bed because then you wouldn't need an alarm in the morning like that's when I find I am the best version of myself is when I don't even have to set an alarm in the morning because I know if I'm going to bed at 10 11 o'clock I'm gonna wake up and have enough sleep and wake up naturally and not by scaring the shit out of myself by playing an alarm like you're basically sending your body into panic like into fight or flight by waking up with that horrible sounding iphone alarm oh i remember now where i read about that actually it was in the book why we sleep by matthew walker an incredible book really shifted my i mean i've always like valued sleep but honestly it just completely changed my whole perspective on it when you actually read all the like science behind how important it is, all these different studies that he and he makes it very digestible and easy to read for you know the non-scientific person like myself. but um, yeah, it really like reframes everything for you and you just think, Jesus, I really need to start prioritizing this over everything else because at the end of the day it literally does affect everything else. And he he made a really good point where if the all the benefits of a good night's sleep, were packaged and put into a pill, Big Pharma would be making an absolute killing selling it with the amount of benefits that it has to human beings. And yet it's literally something we have access to for free. But yet we just don't like we're not really taught in school, are we? About I mean, I know you're taught you're kind of, you know, general, you should be getting seven to nine hours sleep, but you're not really taught like why and how it affects you and all that so yeah I think building habits around your sleeping pattern is like one of the most important things ever. So when I'm talking about the steps you can put into place obviously it does I am talking about bigger things like this but also just really small things like it could literally be remembering to water your plants every day (laughs) or um I mean I don't really think many plants need watered every day but what else Like, just little things like your skincare. If you're maybe wanting to get into reading, it could be, you know, as little as reading 10 pages a day and just building that habit. So yeah, when I'm talking about all these things, you can obviously relate it to, like, as big a thing as you want or as small a habit as you want. It actually doesn't matter because the steps are still all the exact same. So the first step is to make it obvious That can be from making it obvious in a way like if you're trying to develop the habit of reading every day, it can be just setting your book on your bedside table with nothing on top of it or even better, open at the page that you're on. Or maybe your habit you wanna start doing is you wanna do yoga every day. And in that case, if you wanted to make it obvious, you could, before you go to sleep, Lay out your yoga mat, lay out your clothes at the bottom of your bed and then it's just so obvious the second you wake up you can't forget it. It's right in front of you. There's little excuses to be made. There's not much thought involved in carrying on with the process. Or if you maybe keep forgetting to floss your teeth after brushing them but you always remember to brush them You could just leave your floss right beside your toothbrush because you know you're going to remember to pick that up. So then you'll see it right beside that. So it's all about just making it really obvious because unfortunately, when we haven't yet developed something into a habit and you're trying to, you know, remember to do it, it's so easy for you to forget basically because it's not built into your everyday routine. And the thing is as well is that the making it obvious step is really important for times when you have no motivation. Not everyone, like no one in the entire world wakes up and is really happy and really motivated to do everything every day. That is so unrealistic. I'm sure there is not a single person like that out in the world. If there is, fair fucks to them. But could never be me. You know, we don't all wake up with a spring in our step every morning. In fact, that can actually be a rarity for most people. So when you have no motivation, right? Okay, look at any successful business person, look at any athlete, any just anyone who is like what you perceive as successful within their field. It can be literally in any field. Even those people don't wake up every day with motivation to do the things that they're doing, but they have developed everything that they do so meticulously or so religiously to a tea that you know everything has just become a habit and when you lose motivation that is when habits take over so once you've got past the point of having to force yourself it just comes naturally to you whether you're motivated or not so take brushing your teeth for example even on days where you wake up and you can't be fucked you still brush your teeth why because it's a habit you've just built into your morning routine. So once you make all these cues obvious enough, and you, like you set up all these cues, whether, I mean, it, they can be visual cues, like I said, like leaving the yoga mat out, or, or it can be more like a habit stacking cue. So when, you, when I say like stacking habits, I mean you're like building one habit on top of the other so your brain knows after you do one thing then it's time to do the next. Like in the same way let me think like a skincare routine you know you've got your say you take your makeup off then you use your toner then you use your moisturizer and it's like all these habits are stacked one after the other so you just it just becomes a routine and you don't even think about it you just know what comes next like your brain just knows straight away goes into autopilot and knows what's happening that's what we call habit stacking when you stack the habits like that So you basically just want to make your cues as obvious as possible. So there's no way of forgetting. Now the second step in building a habit, building a new habit, is to make it attractive. So this is like one of the main reasons, I guess, why we fall into like bad habits is because a lot of the time they're, you know, the reward for them is maybe quite good they seem quite attractive for example you know maybe you eat a burger and chips every night and it's just so attractive because like that habit is so attractive to you because it tastes so good like the dopamine hit you get when you're eating it is incredible everything about it you know just absolutely love it and really that's kind of why we form all bad habits is just because the reward of them. Okay, maybe a- the after effects you don't like, but that instant reward, that instant gratification that you get in your brain is kind of what you're looking to achieve by repeating those habits that you don't necessarily want to. So you want to make good healthy habits seem attractive in the same way that maybe some of the bad ones are as well. And you can do this in various ways. For some they just will be attractive. I'll give exercise and as example I find I mean maybe other people don't agree but I find with exercise it's actually making yourself do it in the first place that is the hard part that's where the other steps kind of come into play where you want to make it obvious and make it easy is the next step that I'm going to talk about but I find doing exercise does actually have a reward it is kind of attractive it's more pushing yourself to do it in the first place that's the hard part so you don't need to make it attractive because it is you feel so good after it you get that hit of all the happy hormones serotonin the dopamine yeah you just feel so much better and so much fresher and you've got more energy with something like that you don't necessarily need to make it more attractive but there are things that maybe are a bit more boring like uh let's say you've got uh an exam coming up and you're trying to revise a certain amount of hours every day, like that doesn't necessarily seem very attractive, does it? For things like that, you need to make them attractive by kind of building in rewards to them so that your brain responds in the same way, basically, as habits that are attractive. For this example of like studying, maybe after every 30 minutes maybe everyone works differently for some people you know you might want to break every 30 minutes for some it might be 45 it doesn't doesn't matter what it is but you want to build in like rewards into it basically so whether that's you know a snack that you want whether that's a coffee maybe you can go meet a friend for half an hour if you get two hours work done all these little things that you can build into the habit to make it seem more rewarding Because, like, if you were to wake up and look at your day and it all just be revise, 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 back to back, no breaks, nothing, that is literally just going to seem so unrealistic. You're going to feel so demotivated and, like, you've got nothing to work towards or you'll just feel terrible and you won't get it done because it'll just seem very daunting that that's all you've got to do all day. I know for me, I would end up procrastinating because I'd just be like, I can't sit and look at that all day and I don't want to. So I need to be more realistic about it. Me and my friend Izzy actually got into quite a good habit. Last term there, we we would go to a cafe together. Both of us are like, I'm really, really bad at dedicating a whole day to uni work. I can't do it. Nothing in me will want to get out of bed if I know the day ahead of me is only going to be uni work. So, the way I, we, well, we would break it up, we'd either pick the morning or the afternoon. It meant that you could get other things done and do other things in the other part of the day. We'd mostly pick the afternoon, actually. So, it meant that, you know, I could get up, I could go to the gym, I could come home if I had anything. I needed to film or I needed to edit or even just like if I needed to get something in town, I'd have that time in the morning to myself. Then we would have our lunch and then we would go to the cafe to do our work together and we would start on the r and then at the 45 minute mark we would stop and we would have a 15 minute break together where we'd shut our laptops and put our phones down and just talk to each other drink our coffees and that was like a little reward and honestly when i tell you i was so productive within those 45 minutes because and and i literally wouldn't even look at my phone once because i knew i just had you know that 45 minutes to get it done then i would be rewarded at the end of it and then we would do that for Usually about three hours, so you'd be getting a solid like three hours of work. Well, I mean, minus the 15 minute break, but you'd be getting a solid like three hours of work done, and the time just goes so much quicker and it just seems so much less daunting. So, that's an example of like building rewards into a habit to make it more attractive. And I mean, everyone works differently, like for some people, maybe 45 minutes is too long, and you might want to do 25 minutes on, five minutes off, or you might want to do I don't know two hours on and half an hour off everyone's different in that sense but for me that worked absolutely perfectly and I'm definitely going to take that habit into next year for uni and use it throughout the whole term we only actually ended up getting into that towards the last few weeks of that last term when we were trying to get stuff done and it was such a game changer so I'm definitely going to use it for all of next year And the way I was saying is you can kind of like reverse all these steps to kind of get rid of bad habits. So for bad habits, you want to make them less attractive. I mean, there's various ways of doing this one as well, but I'll give you in the example of, let's say, smoking. So if you're someone who smokes on the daily and you're wanting to break that habit, but You just find that no matter what, you can't break the habit and you keep going back to it. So in that case, it's because the reward of it is outweighing any of the bad sides of it and you basically need to flip that on its head. You need to make the negatives outweigh the positives so that it seems less attractive. I guess a way in which you could do this would be by maybe researching India, looking at photos of like what's happened to smokers even like i know there's some books on it I, I my parents when they were giving up smoking they read this book and i'll never forget this story they said that just like really put them off smoking forever so i think the guy just did a lot of like comparisons you know and he'd say okay imagine waking up in the morning and you go downstairs and you make a fresh pot of coffee And then you go outside and you start your car engine and you sit on the driveway with your coffee and every sip you put your mouth around the exhaust pipe and breathe it in. And you just keep doing that for about 10 minutes and then you finish your coffee and you go back inside and you do that a few times throughout the day as well. (laughs) And he was just like comparing that to smoking and saying that that's what it's essentially like. And I mean that story might not click for a lot of people you know that's just what clicked for them and what made them all of a sudden think that the the reward you get from smoking or how attractive it seems because of the way it makes you feel or whatever was actually then outweighed by the negatives because all of a sudden all they could think about was the fact that every time they were smoking they were putting their mouth around the exhaust pipe of a car. I'm sure there are some bad habits that are maybe harder to kind of Do that with, but it's definitely possible for them all. You just kind of need to find out what works for you and what puts you off something and makes it not seem attractive, in the same way that you need to then make things that you want to do seem attractive. Okay, so the third step then is to make it easy. If you have a hundred barriers in the way of doing something, you're just making it as difficult as possible for yourself. You're giving yourself the potential to make 101 excuses and realistically you know you might do it a couple days but it's never going to become a habit if it's going to be that difficult you know if you're trying to develop the habit of going to this class in the morning before you start work but you have to be at work for half eight and the class is an hour away and then you'd have to drive an hour back home and then you'd have to leave your house uh, you know an hour before work to get in It's not going to happen is it? It's so unrealistic. It needs to be easy so again when you've got no motivation you don't have to think twice about it. The least effort you can possibly make something the better. Maybe you're trying to eat healthier but you always just find when you go into the office you end up eating junk because it's the easiest food to get your hands on. So in that case, just make it easy for yourself. Make it the night before. When you're cooking, make extras so you don't need to cook a whole extra meal for you to bring into work. Or like the example of, you know, leaving your clothes at the bottom of your bed, there folded, ready to go. Don't need to think for a second when you wake up in the morning. So I can be so bad for that in the morning. Like, I really noticed that when I had a job over lockdown that required me getting up early and getting an outfit out of my wardrobe it was impossible my brain does not work at that time in the morning and it would just end up in me literally wearing the exact same thing every day if I didn't leave something different out the night before because I honestly just can't think straight in the morning and this is what I mean so you just have to have things to be extremely easy so that you don't even have to think. Maybe you're wanting to get into the habit of reading at night before you go to bed but if you do that, you need to leave the light on, and then you have to get up and turn the light off before you go to bed, and that's really annoying. So you don't want to ha- like wake yourself up by getting up. So make it easy for yourself. Buy a little desk lamp or a little bedside table lamp, or even one of those ones, like even like a string of fairy lights that you can wrap around your bed and literally switch on and off at the batteries so then you don't even have to move little things like this that you can implement to make little habits so much easier and if okay so the the writer of uh, atomic habits he has this thing called the two minute rule and it's basically like for when you don't want to do something but you like you don't want to like you've not got the motivation but you do want to do it you know you want to make a habit out of this thing whatever it is he's basically saying that there's so much importance in just showing up and doing something and whether you do that for two minutes or for an hour, it doesn't actually matter because when when you're habit building, the important thing is doing it. It's not how long you do it for. So this two second rule. So say I'm I'm lying in bed. I don't want to get out. You know, I can't be bothered uh, walking the dogs or I can't be bothered meditating whatever it is, whatever it is you don't want to do and whatever time of the day it is, just say to yourself, okay, I'll do it for two minutes. And then if after that two minutes, I'm done, fine. That's completely fine. You've shown up. You can take that habit off for the day because you have done it. You maybe just didn't do it for as long as you necessarily wanted to. But the whole point of building these habits is carrying them out every day and showing up when you don't want to. So When you've just done it for two minutes, if you don't want to carry on after that, that's fine. But nine times out of ten, you will find when you do something for two minutes, you'll actually end up wanting to carry on. And why is that? It's because actually forcing yourself to do it is the hardest part. That is the hurdle. Once you get over that and you're already in the flow of doing whatever it is, you'll think, oh, fuck it. I'm here already. I'm already doing it. I may as well just carry on. And yeah, there will be days where you don't want to carry on and that's fine. You can have off days, obviously. But if on those off days you can think, okay, I'm still going to do everything I want to do. I'm just maybe only going to do it for two minutes today. Then you'll actually find with time you will you will get so much better for developing those habits so that even on your off days you will just keep doing them no matter what. So the fourth and final step in order to create new habits is to make it satisfying. Now I know this sounds quite like make it appealing or make it attractive and it kind of is in a way but also it's a little bit different so the making it attractive or appealing step as step two is kind of like to initiate you doing it in the first place whereas this uh, fourth step to make it satisfying is almost like to bring all of those steps to a close and be satisfied with the outcome or with the habit, or the behavior, or whatever it is. Now, this can be kind of difficult, because a lot of habits that we do, they don't necessarily have like an instant gratification, they don't really always feel hugely satisfying. But even if you can just make them a little bit satisfying, so whether that is, you know, keeping a track, you know, monitoring your habits, you can download like habit trackers, on i'm sure there's apps for it i've got a thing on my laptop for it i actually don't really use it but like it's there if i want to so it could even just be like ticking it off on your habit tracker it could be taking it off on your to-do list or your daily checklist it could be that in completion of that then you get to do something else it could be lots of different things now there are just some things though that it's like okay so if you're trying to become better at saving money, so you're trying to get in or, or out of the habit maybe of spending money on things, that, something that you don't want to spend money on that you normally do. So that is like an example of something that can be really hard to kind of see as satisfying or see the reward pay off because you're just preventing yourself from doing something. So by doing nothing, it's not really the most satisfying thing, is it? So you kind of want to see the rewards of that. So in this example, you could like set up a bank account that is like labelled money for travelling and it can be all the money that you've saved from not buying coffees out. So every time you were supposed to buy, well not supposed to, every time you would have bought a coffee out, you can transfer money into that account. And then that's like a way of seeing it and it being satisfying. So there are always ways around it. You kind of just need to think maybe sometimes a little bit outside of the box. I think as well because a lot of the time with the habits we do you know the reward can be quite delayed like with healthy eating, with working out. I mean with all of these things there is still a certain level of you know reward that you do see after even just doing the months but I think over time you kind of reap the benefits more so. Like Yes, obviously you're going to benefit from reading 10 pages a day, but it's going to be even better when you're able to sit down and read 50 pages at a time and get lost in a book and not think for one second about your phone and your concentration being really good. But that's not to say that it's not satisfying just to be able to sit down and read 5 to 10 pages. I think this final step, though, is like really crucial. It's a really crucial part for your brain because it's kind of what makes you go back to it because say you were to take the first three steps yeah so make it obvious make it attractive make it easy and you were to leave out this last step of making it satisfying it's like okay yeah it was obvious it was easy and it was appealing but like what's to say i'm ever gonna do it again if it wasn't rewarding or satisfying I think that's just kind of like how our brain works. It's the same reason why we keep going back to bad habits is because there was some sort of like satisfaction or, you know, reward that we got in that moment in time that then makes your brain want it again. So to kind of like round off those three steps, you do really have to try and focus on how, even if it's just thinking about how rewarding it was in that moment... But like thinking of some way that it can be rewarding to you so that you feel good about it and you want to do it again, or at least you trick your brain into wanting to do it again. I mean, I definitely find this the hardest part because even for the likes of like studying for something, again, it's such a delayed gratification for it because you're putting in all the work, but then you only actually see the results, you know, at this one time when you get, when you do the exam and you do well and you get your results back. It definitely takes a bit more thought this one I think personally than the rest of them but it's definitely doable. I think the main takeaway from this is that you actually have the capabilities of changing a lot of your bad habits and starting new good habits. There's a really practical way of doing this so obviously I've said the four steps. So if you do want to kind of like visualize this because I know it's all good thinking about it but sometimes it's easier to kind of have it out on paper so you can really clearly see what you need to do so if you get a page and you at the top of one page you write bad habits I want to stop and then at the top of a new page you write good habits I want to start write a list of all of your habits you can do it on an excel sheet whatever you want then for each habit write how you're going to make it obvious Then how you're going to make it attractive, how you're going to make it easy and how you're going to make it satisfying. And if you can see really clearly how you're going to carry out each four of those steps, it'll be so, so much easier for you to actually follow through with them, whether that's breaking a habit or starting a new one. I mean, obviously for breaking habits, you know, it's the reverse. You want to make it not attractive. You want to make it not easy. You want to make it not satisfying. Yeah, so do it like a little table. Some you'll find are really easy to build into your current routine and just require, you know, a little extra step in the morning to maybe wear your SPF (laughs) or to wash your face at night. I don't know, something just like small and easy. And then there might be more kind of difficult, more substantial habits that will take time and will take effort you will have to show up. And sometimes you'll have to use the two-minute rule. I'm telling you, the two-minute rule is amazing. Oh, also, I was listening to a podcast. I think it might have been Diary of a CEO. And he was interviewing someone and they were talking about this method that they use. I guess it's kind of, well, it's not like the two-minute rule, but it's the same sort of idea when, you know, you're not feeling motivated. You're kind of procrastinating and you're just thinking too much about something but not actually doing it. And they say that in their head, they just go like this, the second that they think of it they go five four three two one and then they just get up and do it and it is kind of true sometimes if you just sit and stew over something for ages you're just never gonna do it but if within if you just think of it and then within like the first minute of thinking of it you just do a wee countdown for yourself I think you're so much more likely to just get up and do it because you put like a time frame and it's just kind of like no faffing just get up and do it stop thinking about this and I think that's kind of like the two minute rule it's like right just do it for two minutes see how I feel if you don't want to carry on you still show up you've done the habit you're sorted for the day if you want to carry on even better I think the idea is that it's all about consistency a habit is never going to become like ingrained into your routine until you build that consistency and that's just kind of like the way of doing it I guess is making sure you're always showing up no matter how bad your performance is. I would highly recommend you read Atomic Habits. It is a really, really great read. There's obviously a lot more in there than what I have said. He uses so many good examples, some, you know, scientific studies. He also compares, you know, a lot of He basically, like, kind of explains why we are wired the way we are and kind of like brings it back to how we've evolved from animals and things, which I absolutely love. I don't know why I'm really interested in learning about that. That's why I feel like I would love the book Sapien so much. I know I've said it before, but I'm going to read it this summer. It's my mission. Yeah, I just find stuff like that so interesting. Why we think the way we do and how it all stems back to, like, you know, natural instincts as animals and things. It's so interesting so yeah, highly recommend the book I just think it is such an important thing to kind of get down to a T and to know what works for you when it comes to habits because I know for me when I'm kind of like out of the, my, norm, my normal routine I can just feel so off I just don't know what's going on it's like, see all this back and forth from uni stuff like my routine is just all over the place my head doesn't know where to be at It's so hard to then get, like, find a balance when you're just back and forth constantly and you don't even know what your normal routine is. So, when I'm back from India, I'm gonna make a huge effort to get into proper routine this summer and not just feel like I'm on my holidays the whole time because, and you just feel so out of whack. You just end up not getting really anything done and not feeling like you've accomplished anything each day. Also, I just want to say that this isn't like some uh, message that you know you have to be really productive at all times or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to get across at all by building habits. I'm not trying to say you need to be constantly productive and constantly working. Like, your habits could be like self care, your habit could be getting a bath every night that you want to build into your routine. I'm not for one second saying that. You know you need to be using these four steps to start maximizing every second in your life because I think a lot of the time people can hear this information and think that's what it's getting at but it's really not. It's more just like if there is anything in your life that you want to change you actually do have the power to do it and here are the steps that you should take and whether that is to improve your productivity or whether that is to relax more or maybe it's to it could literally be to walk your dogs more it doesn't matter what it is it's just such it's a it's a very general very broad um, step-by-step way of saying you can do this basically (laughs) and this is how you trick your brain into learning to do it day in day out. But yeah, I just thought I would clarify that in case anyone thought I was trying to push that narrative because I'm definitely not, don't worry. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I've actually been meaning to talk about this book for a while, so I'm glad I finally got to do so. I hope it was useful for some of you at least. As I said this is the last of the pre-recorded episodes so next time I'll be speaking to you I will be back from my yoga teacher training. I'll be back in Belfast talking to you not in real time but in not as delayed time I guess. So I will speak to you then. Thank you so much for all the love and support and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye!